0: You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more. Helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hello there gorgeous and welcome back to the Hungry Soul Podcast with your host Rachel Foy and today we are on episode 56. So before I introduce to you our gorgeous guest for today, talking about art and creativity and why that's really important when we are learning to become soul fed women, I wanted to give you a quick update on everything that's going on over here at the Soul Fed Women HQ because oh my goodness, change is on the horizon. So as I'm sat here recording this, we have just finished the Easter holidays and my two little munchkins are currently downstairs with Daddy playing. I can hear them screaming in the background, so apologies if you can. And we have been, yeah, planning things and doing things and just spending a bit of time off, which is always really, really lovely because the last month has been kind of manic to be honest. There's been new programs. We've had loads of new clients coming in, new coaching um, clients and mentoring clients. And I've also just finalized the book cover for my brand new book, which is called The Hungry Soul. It's coming out very, very, very soon, and it's all about how you can heal your relationship to food and your body and allowing you to live the life that your soul is hungry for. So that's coming out very soon. Keep your eyes and ears open because there is going to be some really special extras and bonuses for anybody that jumps into that when it's ready, and I'm really excited. I'm a little nervous, I'll be honest. I'm feeling a little bit apprehensive about actually putting a book out there although someone said to me recently that it's actually no different to what i'm already doing you know i put content out there all the time like my podcast blog posts videos facebook lives so having a book is not really that dissimilar although it feels massive so please support me in that when it's ready because i'm feeling that i need that um metaphorical hug and support So, on that note, I want to introduce to you today's guest, and actually it is connected to what I've just said there, because we're talking about creativity and art, and probably about a year ago, 80 months ago, I didn't think that I had it in me to become an author. I've never particularly excelled in writing, I've never really thought that it was one of my strengths, but this book was, it was in me, and I had to sit down and get those words out onto paper which is exactly what i've done and it really was about tuning into that creative side of myself which so many of us have but for whatever reason we choose to ignore it and perhaps we ignore it because we don't believe that we can or we don't believe that we have time or we don't believe that we're good enough or we don't believe that we're capable enough and this is something that our guest on today's show is all too familiar about. It's the gorgeous Zoe Foster, who, once again, I'm so privileged to have met. I came across her in the online space. We hit it off immediately. She's such a lovely person. And we have a gorgeous conversation about art and creativity. Now, Zoe Foster is, she's a big picture visionary, like a creative problem solver. And she calls herself a life energy alchemist, which I adore. So, she's introverted and she's an intuitive. She's the creator of the expression elixir, which is a blend of holistic yoga alongside cognitive psychology, linguistic wizardry, and tantric philosophy to seismatically shift energy with life-changing results. How awesome does that sound? So I brought her onto the show. We had a conversation, a chat about feeding our souls, becoming soul-fed women, but particularly about using art and creativity why that's something that Zoe's really passionate about doing herself and also with the people within her community. So without further ado here is the gorgeous Zoe Foster here on the Hungry Soul podcast. Right then everybody so we've got our lovely guest for today and I'm hoping that she's here Zoe good afternoon.
1: Hi Rachel! How are you today? I'm awesome, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today.
0: You're more than welcome and I have to say I absolutely love your background so those of you that are watching this won't be able to see Zoe's background but it's beautiful, just wanted to share that. Thank you! Right then, so before we get stuck into another gorgeous um, yeah, conversation here on The Hungry Soul... Do you want to give yourself a quick introduction to anybody who has not yet come across you? So what do you do? And, and yeah, what are you all about? Ha! Oh, this is the bit I always really struggle
1: with because it's like, that's bite, um, Really quickly, I'm basically, I am an introverted, intuitive soul who really, really believes in finding your own orgasmic bliss points in life because otherwise, what's the point? right and um and I specifically look at the areas of chronic illness creativity and ultimate well-being um I really think those are the the three keys to actually loving your life living it and yeah doing what you want being what you want
0: yeah absolutely so you said this is the question and you just answered it straight away that was amazing (laughs) Okay, so kind of touching then on some of those things that you've just mentioned, and I want to zone in on one thing that you said straight away. You said about chronic illness, and I kind of feel drawn to just have a a bit of a conversation about this because I'm guessing that there might be some women right now that are listening or watching, and maybe they've been told they've got a chronic illness, maybe they've been diagnosed with a chronic illness. So what's your understanding about chronic illness, and why is this something that we Mm -hmm. need to know more about? sure well
1: i i kind of come from this from several different viewpoints um like most things actually i'm a very confusing person to talk to (laughs) (laughs) okay um but first of all i want to say that i think having a label and labeling yourself as chronically ill isn't necessarily a useful thing i think it can be i think it can be and i think also that everybody has their own individual take on this Mm -hmm. um on the flip side of that, um, like I just said to you um, kind of off off recording, I actually do believe that we are all chronically ill on some level. Um, and that's just a fact of the society that we live in. So whether you believe, whether you have ha- had a diagnosis from a doctor, for example, or you're self-diagnosed in some way, or, you know, you're just simply going through life, but you're struggling you know, you're struggling physically and emotionally and mentally in terms of your well-being, and it's constant. That's chronic illness. Whether you, you know, kind of recognize it or not, that is, that is a chronic illness. And so that's why I'm so passionate about spreading my message to women who need it, because, you know, we don't need to be living in that state chronically. We can find a way
0: beyond that. Absolutely. Is this something that you're talking about from experience? So have you kind of been diagnosed or not diagnosed or labeled? So kind of the, the chronic illness, I can hear there's a passion in your voice. Yes. So I'm guessing that this is coming from a place of personal experience. Am I right? Absolutely. So, um, so I grew up very much like the sickly child. I was the,
1: the, the little kid who was always ill. Um, You know, when I got a cold, it absolutely floored me. I just couldn't, you know, couldn't function at all. I felt really pathetic for most of my childhood, quite honestly. Um, I was always off school. I had all of the kind of allergies and, you know, the eczema, the asthma, the the hay fever. Um, Yeah, nut allergies, like, oh, just everything. And actually as i got older it actually just got worse mm. you know um there's this uh theory and i believe maybe it does happen for some people that they grow out of it um it didn't happen for me i actually into my 20s you know i kind of i went in i i, I went through manic depression and all of my symptoms got worse so i ended up suffering from chronic fatigue as well and yeah, it just felt like my life was imploding quite honestly. Mm. Um going through my 20s and obviously then having kids and everything on top of that. It kind of compounded what was happening. And I and I kind of got to a point where I thought, "Well, what what is this? You know, what the heck is going on?" Because other people don't seem to be struggling half as much as I am. And uh, you know, it's time to do something about it. So I basically learned to start to take back control and a lot of that was mental and emotional um, because we're taught very much um, certainly growing up in the 80s as as I did and we were taught to to put our faith in our doctors and to kind of give away that I that um, uh, self-control that you know kind of responsibility for ourselves so you know very much kind of taking antibiotics constantly and you know steroid creams in my case steroid inhalers as well for my asthma all of that kind yeah. of stuff instead of looking at the root cause instead of you know it was only ever addressing the symptoms let's kind of dull the symptoms let's numb them let's suppress them and let's never look at the root cause that was the 80s model very much and i'm really glad to see that it's beginning to change But that is my story. And from 2013 um, in particular, that's when I really took control of my health. I just thought, like, I'm taking this into my own hands. I'm gonna figure out what's going on. And that has been such a massive journey, not just physically, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and very much spiritually.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's a really important point to touch on, actually, that like you just said there, Zoe, that the whole, you know, for people that aren't aren't yet familiar with the journey that they might have just started, the mind-body connection is 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 so there, isn't it? Like and I'm guessing that as you have been helping yourself heal, you've realized that a lot of your symptoms were Symbolic of other things and it was like emotional healing and it was all the the spiritual physiological stuff that was manifesting in the physical body I mean god this conversation alone. I could speak to you about this for days because yes. we're on the same page <laughs> Yeah,
1: And actually that was such an eye-opener for me, you know, yeah. I think as it is for everybody who goes through that you know, we're we're very much taught to believe that you, you take a pill or you eat your five fruit and veg a day and everything's fine, you know, and you'll you'll be healthy. And yet we all know people, ourselves included, who do those things and yeah. it's not enough. So, you know, what is happening there? And for me, one of my biggest revelations was um so as I as said when I took control, took back control of my health. Um I went through a process called topical steroid withdrawal. And that was a very horrific experience for me because basically my body had to recalibrate completely inside and out. It had to deal with um kind of 30 plus years of steroid abuse, which is there's no other term for it, that's what it was, um, as given to me by my doctors. It wasn't me kind of, you know, <laughs> abusing it personally. Um, and I basically, for a year, lived in the bath. You know, I couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep at all. I had really chronic, awful insomnia. So I would live in the bath for several hours a day, mostly um, at night when everybody else was sleeping. And there was one night, I don't know, several months in, um, feeling particularly suicidal, obviously, because of what I was going through and wondering what what the point of it all was. and. I've never been a particularly spiritual person even when i did my yoga teacher training um <laughs> there were a lot of aspects of it that i felt really uncomfortable with and you know i put that down to being brought up as an atheist Um, you know my family were all all very atheist atheistic <laughs> and um yeah so that was the environment i grew up in and yet i've always I've always believed that there was something bigger. I just didn't really quite know what, how to, how to picture that myself. And anyway, I was in the bath one night and I thought, well, I'm trying everything. I'm doing everything physical. I'm doing everything, you know, to kind of um, help with my mindset and my emotional kind of well-being. Obviously through my yoga and my yoga teacher training, I learned an awful lot to cope um, in those respects. And it was at that point where I felt like if you imagine you've got energy banks in terms of your physical well-being and your mental and emotional well-being I really felt that those were all very much at zero and I had nothing else to draw on yeah and it was at that point that the spiritual aspect opened up for me because there was no nowhere else for me to go yeah quite literally um and you know i wouldn't say it was like a kind of blinding flash of light or anything like that but it it did suddenly broaden my horizons for me and you know i thought wow there is actually somewhere else i can look there's you know another energy source to tap into yes and for me the spiritual of course is not just about angels or glitter or fairy dust or unicorns or you know whatever you believe in it's um it's about really tapping into your own soul and your own spirit and that connection to between your spirit and everybody else around you every other animal being you know energy around you that's that's what it really means
0: yeah no absolutely and that's That's exactly what kind of my experience was with spirituality. I know that we're not specifically just talking about that, but I think sometimes, you know, and again, for some of the listeners who might not yet be at that place where they are becoming curious about spirituality as a part of their journey. For me, it was just about that. It was about having that realization of there is this other thing beyond the physical, beyond my body, beyond my thoughts, beyond my emotions. And, and the word connection that you just said, then I still get goosebumps whenever anyone talks about connection, (laughs) the definition of spirituality It's about me being connected to me, to my truth, to my, my soul fed woman, to my higher self and yes, to the universe, to God, whatever it might be for, for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Connection, like without connection, we're, we're kind of lost, aren't we? Like we just, or just from experience, just sort of drift and don't quite know who we are and where we're going.
1: Absolutely, yes, yes, and that was exactly what it was for me. And I've got to say, you know, it's it's like you like you know, it's never a one-time thing. <laughs> you keep coming back to it. You know, I've I've recently kind of gone through another period of that actually, of mm-hmm. feeling a little bit lost, a little bit kind of what's going on here. And as you probably know, that's that's usually just a symptom of kind of moving up to a different level for yourself and recognizing that um is so important it's so so helpful to know oh here we go again <laughs> <laughs> um you know i've got all of these things i that i know will help me to get through this i know that i don't have to go down the rabbit hole this time um or maybe you know i'll kind of indulge myself a little bit and go, go a little bit down the way and then i'll you know i'll help myself yeah. get back out again But I don't have to go right down to ground zero again, because I know what this is. I know how to deal with it. And I know that it's, it's going to help me grow Mm. and um, become even more because it is, (laughs) I kind of see it, you know, there's a lot of metaphors around birth, obviously, and um, kind of becoming, opening up to your own possibility and as you know during birth the cervix kind of opens and opens and opens and it's a painful process <laughs> it's a really painful process you know it's uh, i would say that that um that opening for any anybody who has given birth you know even if you haven't like take it take it from somebody who's been there a few times that process of the cervix opening is the most painful part it's not so much pushing a baby out (laughs) (laughs) yep so and yeah that metaphor is so true for life for
0: for growing your own soul and spirit and opening up no I love that actually and you're absolutely spot on like change is change is not always comfortable is it and, and I think the more that these conversations are had, you know, again, coming from someone like you, who's got the experience and you've kind of got the wisdom now and you help other people do it as well. So from like a teacher point of view, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: but you're still saying, but I still have moments when I'm, when I'm kind of feeling like I'm falling and I'm, and I'm, I'm yeah. a bit lost and I don't know where I'm going. And I think sometimes we can, put people on pedestals and go, oh, yes. she's put her shit together. She knows how to deal with this. You know, I bet I bet her life's amazing. And it's not. Like this is this is why this podcast is here. It's to help yeah. women realize that it's a constant journey of keep checking in and tuning in and, and and paying attention and listening. And yes, if you feel like you're taking a few steps back, don't panic. It's probably just the next thing that's coming to you. Um yeah. so I love your honesty for saying that because so many people don't. Um, and I think more people need to realise that it's a journey for everybody. It Doesn't matter where we are, we're all walking absolutely on the path.
1: Yes, and I, I, um, I really believe one hundred percent in in honesty and truth. I am one of my my kind of new um, social media uh, kind of paths, if you like, is um, is around this idea that truth is beauty because you know there's so much kind of um glossiness and you know that kind of highlight reels kind of stuff still going on in social media um, and oh i see it so much particularly in the yoga world you know all these like these perfect people with their perfect skin and their perfect poses and it's just like but that's not real it's not real life yeah and it, you're you're really alienating people by kind of continuously portraying that that's not what people need they you know yes in in a way it's inspirational but it's inspirational in the terms of like you say you're putting it on a pedestal it's something you could never ever believe that you can reach yeah and to me it's so important to if, if there's one thing that people, that every single woman in particular should know, it's that everybody
0: else is struggling too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's all put our hands up. Yeah, <laughs> every one of those days today.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's not to say, oh God, poor us, you know, oh, isn't life you know terrible because it's always a struggle that's not what I'm saying at all I think there is uh, incredible empowerment in Mm. just being honest and honest with yourself obviously but honest in the communities that you interact in because you're not hiding something that you feel shameful or like guilty or not enough you know
0: and we can lift each other up we can help each other we can say look me too you know (laughs) yeah absolutely you know something that you just mentioned then as you're talking i kind of i had this thought which i don't think i'd ever connected the two together but we started talking about chronic illness yes and you said that your perception is that actually we all have a chronic illness so we we are all chronically ill and if we come back to what you just said there about truth that kind of chronic illness of comparisonitis, and that chronic illness of not feeling good enough, and that chronic illness of kind of measuring ourselves in terms of our success and our body and what weight we are—that's yeah. what you're meaning, isn't it? Oh, like the, the, God, the, yeah. the energy yeah. that our society is just breeding. And I'd never connected the two, but yeah, that's that's spot on that's yeah absolutely
1: yes I do think there's a sickness in our society that is you know and again especially for women Mm. um, where we are taught that we're not enough if we don't look a certain way if we don't buy certain products if we you know like if you don't wear deodorant or you don't shave your armpits or you you know it's so many when you start listing these things there's so many ridiculous um standards that we are supposedly meant to measure up to and no wonder we don't feel enough no wonder we struggle and we get depressed and you know we have all of these kind of issues and yet it doesn't have to be that way we don't need to perpetuate those things and it is often bizarrely and very sadly it's very often women who perpetuate these kind of standards and i i'm genuinely baffled as to why
0: (laughs) no no, i agree actually you kind of think about in fact i was talking about this not long ago particularly like beauty magazines and and the the trash magazines you know the weekly whatever a lot of the the writers are women a lot of the editors are women and they're there that are backing up the articles of oh she's put weight on and oh look at her and it is that perpetuation of you know it's like women kind of Competing against each other rather than yeah. us holding each other in that safe space of I've got your back, you know, I'm here to yeah, help
1: Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah.
0: I want to move on to one more thing before we kind of come towards of the end And creativity so terms of like your journey and what you've done for yourself and what you do for other people you mentioned at the beginning about creativity so yeah is is that one of your again experiences that helped you with your chronic illness like where does the creativity come into this conversation so creativity for me was is very much about the opposite of suppression
1: um and you know i talk about you know i have a program called the expression elixir and Basically, it is about being honest with yourself. It is about tapping into that really core part, your inner child, if you like, you know, that part of you that you feel isn't good enough. And letting it out and being really unashamed, unafraid, you know, um, unfettered in doing that. Yeah, even if right at the beginning you're just doing it for yourself you know you're not you're not showing people particularly but you're just learning to be vulnerable and honest with yourself first yeah. of all i think that's so important and where creativity comes into this is i believe creativity is actually just trusting that process of beginning beginning to listen to yourself it's not about being a genius it's not about you know kind of whether you can um, string a few notes together, or you know, draw in a particular way, or anything like that—it's not about how fancy you write. It's just about learning to be authentically and integrally, and in an embodied way. Yeah. Expressive. <laughs> authentically Ooh. embodied, integral expression.
0: I love that. And expression is something I don't want to kind of generalize and say all women have an issue with expression. However, let's kind of focus on this. Order. <laughs> yeah. Speaking our truth is something that culturally for many, and certainly from a sociological point of view, like society has conditioned us for generations that women are supposed to keep their mouths shut and we're not yeah. supposed to speak up and we're supposed to be a good girl. and We're supposed to be like seen and not heard. Yeah. Um, this creativity element that you were talking about, I can so see how it's connected to a woman who is starting to step into her truth. And maybe at first it isn't about the words, but it is about just getting paints out and going, oh.
1: Exactly, and so for me, so this behind me, by the way, this is absolutely, this is no work of art, (laughs) believe me. This is something I did um, a, a few days ago because um, it's one of the th- one of the workshops that I hold is basically is getting on a, a life size bit of paper with your whole body and it's it's tuning right in so not not doing it without intention but setting an intention tuning right in to the feeling you want to kind of express in that moment and simply just trusting it just going with it. And having no expectation of making a great bit of art or, you know, even trying to do a particular form like a mandala or something like that. You're just following the nudges mm. and, and going with it, just letting it out. And at the end, if you hate it, who cares? It doesn't matter. You've let something out. And there's, I mean, there's also great self-reflection in looking at what you've created, obviously. And kind of, you know, Jung was really into that. Um, there's, There's a whole kind of other podcast there. But yeah, it's simply about learning to let that stuff out because when we suppress it all, that's when all of these issues come up. That's, you know... There's so much for me, my personal story around my skin and everything, um, that for me, that was my barrier. That was my emotional barrier. And it still is, You know, whenever I'm going through a new level, like I'm recently kind of going through a new flare, which is really irritating. (laughs) Um, But that for me, I recognize is me going through that like next safety level of my interaction with the world, of being myself, of expressing my true self, and being okay that the world can see me. Absolutely. And and you can see, you can tell this is really emotional for me because, you know, as a child, I, yeah, I, I very much was kind of not encouraged to express myself. I was encouraged to create art and right, but that's actually very different. That was much more of a um I can't think of the word, but it was it was something that you create yeah. as a kind of a form, something maybe perfect, you know, as a yeah, an art form. And you put it out and it's kind of perfect and glossy as opposed to being raw and vulnerable and yeah. authentic it's very very different and this is why um when people say oh yeah it's great to you know art is a great form of expression and you know kind of um, healing like mental illness and stuff like that i think yes that's true
0: but there are, there's a certain way that you have to approach it yeah yeah absolutely very
1: very important
0: yeah yeah, and that kind of that healing capacity like you said it's kind of potentially through the creativity of painting or drawing or singing or writing or whatever it might be but i'm guessing that there's so many layers and so much depth to that as well because it's ultimately about that person giving themselves permission to actually be who they really are without the masks and without the stories and without the, the stuff that they've carried for so long. Um, yeah. yeah, And that, that healing part though, is (coughs) is what most of us need to do at some stage in our lives, if we want to through choice, but freedom's never going to be found until we start to heal though. Is it
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it is so, you know, I think, I think, especially right at the beginning of your journey, or if you're kind of going through a new leveling up process, I absolutely understand that it can feel so overwhelming to, you know, even contemplate doing this. Why would you do it? And actually, I'm going to be really honest again and say that I've just gone through a whole uh, few weeks of asking myself, is this worth it? um you know because it's too hard and can't i just sit on the sofa and watch netflix (laughs) or read a good book and you know meet with friends for coffee and you know just like have a normal job and like everything just be kind of relatively easy because this is so hard and yet at the same time when you do move through that and thankfully i am um it's so liberating you know you do take yourself to a new level of kind of being in the world and not giving a crap what people think about you because you're showing up you're just being yourself and you're learning who that is at the same time and Mm. it feels so freeing you're not trying to hide constantly. You're not trying to make up stories or excuses or,
0: yeah. There's, yeah. A, light, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think again, that's a really important point to mention though, because I think sometimes for anybody that starts, either starts their journey or they're on their journey or they're kind of already two, three, five years into their journey, there always comes a time when you do get to that place of, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I don't want to find out more about me. I don't want to heal any more stuff. I don't want to journal. I don't want to meditate. And, and as you've just said for you, that always happens to me as well, but it's yeah. kind of what I try and do is remind myself that this too shall pass. And it always does. You know, there, there always comes that time of going, right, I've, I've moved through that now and, and I'm at the next place of finding my authentic self. And sometimes it is really uncomfortable. But then, what's the alternative? I don't want to stay not in my truth. I would rather yeah. continue doing what I'm doing than end up showing up as a version of who I'm not. Who I'm not really like 100% authentic.
1: Yeah, and yeah,
0: that's something to just remind remind people of. I think.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I I would like to say as well that in that space, you know, that space of where you feel comfortable and you feel like yeah this is my little kind of corner of the world I'm just going to inhabit this and this is fine this is great I can do this I you know I don't need to go to my next level when you're in that space there is always habits that you have that tell the tale that you're not happy there Mm. so for me it's binge eating like you know I'm pretty healthy with my with what I eat but you know I love my food and I always notice that when I'm hiding and saying I'll just stay here thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> that I am um, that I start eating an awful lot more you know I'll have like second helpings and like make my bowl a little bit bigger and you know all of those kind of things I'll be eating more kind of sweet treats and stuff like that
0: and I'll be um That's a suppression again, though, isn't it? Yeah, the truth, suppressing how you really feel. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So, those habits will show up at the times when you're not living in your truth, and it's really important to recognize that because, yeah,
0: um, yeah, like you say, what's the alternative? Absolutely. Oh, Zoe, I could talk to you for so much longer than what we've had. that that conversation i'm hoping is going to have planted a seed for some people where they can you know start to become curious and explore their own potential chronic illness labeled or otherwise but you know how that is connected to to the bigger picture really so before we do wrap up whereabouts can we find you out there in the the world wide web
1: (laughs) yeah so i am at lifeenergyalchemy.com that's my website, and um, you can yeah see kind of like what I what I'm up to on there a little bit about my story. Um, I'm writing a book on it all, and you know some other stuff. I've got a blog, all of that kind of usual stuff on social media. All across social media, I am at at Zoe KM Foster, Zoe KM Foster. So mostly Facebook and Instagram, but yeah, some of the others as well.
0: Awesome. Fabulous. Well, for anybody that is actually watching this video on Um, The Soulfed Woman or on YouTube Zoe's links are actually below the video if you're listening on iTunes though, you're gonna have to head over to where Zoe's just directed you So I want to thank you very much for spending the last 30 minutes or so with us and I might need to bring you back I think there's a few more conversations in there to be had. Oh, yes, absolutely Oh, there's so many conversations. I know, I know (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, have a gorgeous day. Thank you very much. You
1: as well. Thank you so much Rachel. Bye. Bye